This episode of Hardcore Nursing Home is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's roasted to perfection, available in many amazing flavors and varieties. It's easy to order and it's available online at getdeadly.com. Tell them we sent you. It won't get you a discount, but it'll make us look damn good to our sponsors who are willing to foot the bill so you can have highbrow programming like us to listen to. That's Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for. GetDeadly.com. Welcome to another Rip Run Rod of new releases from the longest short month we've had in years. We're talking about all the things we loved and a few of the things we didn't. I'm Dave. I'm Mandy. I'm Rachel. I'm Ryan. And this is Hardcore Nursing Home. So let's jump right into it here. Uh, Ryan, what do you got up on your list? All right. I'm going to just lead right out the gate with today is the day. No good for anyone. To anyone. Pardon me on that one. Um, I was waiting all fucking month for this, two months for this, since I heard that it was coming out. So, and I believe that's a favorite of the, the show is that band in general. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably one of the albums that all of us have listened to collectively, like out of everything. I don't know how much like everyone else touched on in the list, but right. I know we had all discussed our love for them, you know, previously. And we touched on like release track and everything. So I think we were all definitely looking forward to this one being brought up. So when that dropped on at the end of the month, February 28th on uh, uh, through BMG and the end records, um, I think we were all bumping that when I hit Dave up and I was like, dude, he's like, dude, you know, like fucking, yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I didn't get a lot of time with it. Unfortunately, I was on vacation and just came back to a busy week, so I didn't get a lot of time with it, but it was real fucking good. I don't know, like... Did you have a favorite track or anything, Ryan? Uh, I, I, you know what? This episode, I did something a little different and picked my top three off of all of mine. So I went with You're All Gonna Die, Attacked by an Angel, and Mexico. Off of that, those were my three favorites. The whole album in general was just awesome. It was exactly what I would expect from Today is the Day. It wasn't like the heavier abrasive Today is the Day to me. It was more... I don't want to say they mellowed out with age, but it got a little, I'll say it again, less abrasive, smoother. He kind of does the the softer, his style vocal a lot more, but content wise, it was like fucking just hate anthem after hate anthem. So who else? That's, did- I mean, that's typical of, the, of, of him and, and of the band, but it's with that more, I, I feel like to me it was more polished. I, I, I guess the same the same way you were saying it's less abrasive to me it was it was just more polished and defined you know it wasn't so so gritty and aggressive but it was still very aggressive and still very it was in other ways though it was unsettling but in an accessible way and i feel like that's going to be the theme that we talk about for a lot of these releases and maybe it's something to do with february and everyone's mm-hmm. feeling dark and me still but i think that the music kind of matched that that feeling as well i and did notice that theme I, yeah, what I loved about it the most was that it's, it's like bookended by you've got a seven and a half minute opener and then you've got like an eight something minute closer and then all between are these two and a half to four or five minute just I don't want to call them bangers. They were kind of cohesive and, and tied it all in together in, in the middle of it all, which was kind of nice. And there was something for everyone like I don't know why I don't listen to this band more often because they tick all my boxes like you've got those doom elements there's those black metal elements some grunge like those vocals i want to say even lean more toward like lane staley in some parts that's what i kind of picked up but then you've got like grind and psychedelic and noise and just all that great stuff so i i really liked it it was I crunchy you said like a little bit for everybody definitely it's yeah yeah and the drumming was fucking wicked too it was so loose but in like a very calculated way like just kind of opening up space but never really missing a beat. I, I like that a lot about it. That's the one thing I've always loved about that band is, I mean, if people are just getting into them now, that band has never been about that band. It's mm-hmm. always been about Steve Austin and what's coming out of his brain, but he always puts together really solid lineups for every time he changes them up. And he, and sometimes it's just a member. Sometimes the entire band is a different band. Um, all the way back to, uh, 
little trivia on that Mastodon at one point, two members from Mastodon yeah, were 99. Yeah. Were, t- were in the eyes of God era. So, but, um, I just couldn't go this month without friggin' jumping on naming that first. Oh, yeah. Next, I feel so- like they kind of, they sort of follow the same trajectory as swans in a way. Like with Leaving Meaning last year, it was more of a mellow album too. And I feel like both of these bands in a way have their, you know, their grindier, harsher roots. And then they're sort of just evolving really well over time and just becoming a little bit more, uh, it's like more again, ex- accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I like it. So. Nice to switch it up. From a band that's normally abrasive, mellowing out a little bit to pretty much what I can do. De- confidently describe as melancholy in audio format the new sadness <laughs> record uh atna came out february yeah. 5th self-released um it was such a just a beautiful mix it had shoegaze black metal influence it almost came off to me I, it, it sounds weird to say but it was almost kind of like a black metal like with yesu mm. backbone to it it almost had that same idea to me uh my choice tracks off of that being uh you'll dance like the june sky how bright you shine and daydreaming it is such a beautifully upsetting album at this it's just it's such a conflicting kind of Mm. emotion going on while i'm listening to it but it just really stuck with me and i felt like he was conveying pretty much you know what the band name suggests and it just it worked i felt like it needed a mention did anybody else get a chance on that one? I didn't. Yeah. I did not. I did. I like the way that uh, it was all the elements of the post world, I guess you could say, that I really like the post rock and the post metal elements. But with the build ups and the way that it flowed, I liked that there was a more emphasis with the build ups on like a noise element. So it wasn't as clean and dreamy as a lot of post rock bands are with the instrumentals, but it would just build up in almost like decay right before your ears when you're listening to it. And it's short, but the songs are long enough and it flows really well. I like it as an EP for sure. Fuck yeah. Dave, what'd you say? No, I hadn't, I did not get a chance on that one. I'm sorry. Um, let's move on to the next one. I want to, uh, just kind of throw a random one in the mix here. This is a, uh, musical project that, uh, a friend of mine turned me on to recently. Tycho. With uh, his new release, their new release, depends on what you're looking at. Uh, Simulcast came out February 28th on Ninja Tune Records. Kind of hard to say that one (laughs) with a straight face. (laughs) Um, My top tracks in that being uh, Outer Sunset, Cypress, and Into the Woods. I really, you wouldn't guess it by like the way the trajectory of this show has gone, but I really love that kind of chill out, instrumental, uh, almost um electro kind of chill out pop and this is just a really great record to throw on you know my real life job i drive all day so it's just a really good thing to throw on a little bit smoother a little bit softer so i mean from them they've had early releases where it was almost like an electronic explosions in the sky but this one was just a nice chill vibe all the way across the board really well done so I really like I, I really like Tycho a lot. I, I liked them more when with the earlier stuff that you're talking about. Not to sound like a douche, like oh, like their their earlier stuff, but I found that it had more of a focus on instruments rather than electronics, but in like a harmonious way. But the newer stuff, I kind of fell off with the last release because there was a lot more vocals and it was just a lot poppier than what I would expect from them or what I'm used to. But I liked how this album kind of it came out of left field. I didn't even know it was coming out, but the way that it went a little bit back to basics and had again that emphasis on more the drums sound more real than they have in the past and more guitars and things like that and uh, I like it it's like you said with driving I like to listen to it when I'm like going out for a run at night and it's just really good focus music but it's something that you can put on in the background it's good for me I, I like that instrumental for me is always one of those things for long drives for uh for Sitting down and relaxing, that kind of shit. Coffee and contemplation. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's feel good music too. Right, I mean, right. it puts you good. It it gives you a boost and like a know, good mindset like for the day. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, I like that one. All right, I got my final one, which was actually directed to me by Mandy. This one totally flew underneath my radar. Uh, the new insect arc, The Vanishing. And, so good. And just for, amazing. just for anybody who doesn't know what this is, it is the brainchild of uh, Dana Schechter from Swans, Angels of Light, Gnaw, and uh, Zeal and Ardor. Yeah, one so, of the many projects. Yeah. One of the many yeah. projects. Yeah. It's like <laughs> fucking crazy what this woman's resume looks like and uh on this release andy patterson from sabrosa mm -hmm. which is if you don't know about them phenomenal doom band um oh yeah so this also came out on february 28th the end of the month was fucking solid as far yes. as i'm concerned uh that was on profound lore and my choice tracks were tectonic swollen sun and this the 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 title track the vanishing that was like a constant play for me. Like the second you were like, you texted Oh, as soon me. as I heard it, I was like, oh man, Ryan's got to And then she's like, Swans was involved. Yeah. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> like that's because like, I don't know if you had listened to it. Well, then I it turned into like who? Who from Swans album, though? Who possibly? from Swans? Possibly, I don't remember. But I feel like I didn't know if you had heard any of the other albums. No, that this out, this so. is a band that completely. It's probably a really good album to like introduce yourself to. Not anymore. Because, Not anymore yeah. either. Like this. Right. Like I've just gone right. back into it. Like where? Yeah. That was like I when I found out stuff, about Toner Low. Like, I was like, where have I been on this shit? Sometimes stuff, like, kind of falls under the radar, especially when you like so many different genres and you're listening to so many different things and you're waiting for releases and sometimes you just miss out on stuff. And, I mean, I feel like that's why we're here, really, too. I mean, so I'm glad I could share that with you and you really enjoyed it. I well, know that I think Rachel was saying she liked it, too. She thought it was a great album. Yeah. Dave, did you get a chance to listen to that one at all? That was another one that slipped by. I mean, like looking at everybody's list, I I didn't have a lot that I even got to myself. And then like I tried to grab a couple of things that you guys were listening to just so I could be involved in your conversations. But <laughs> February was a wild month for me. I had shit going on the entire time. And I barely, barely got to listen to anything. See, that new. was me last month, man. It just happens sometimes, you know? You get yeah. busy and yeah, you know, you don't well. have time. Right on. Again, that's why we're here, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're educating other people and ourselves at Absolutely. the same time. <laughs> uh, I really want to emphasize that insect arc, though. That was so good. I'm so glad that you guys had that on your list because it flew under the radar for me, too. But it's just, it's punishing. So good. Right on. That's it for, uh, for what I had for this episode. <laughs> Dave. For me, now, I have one that I loved and one that I was uh, kind of back and forth on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the one that I loved was Kovartek. I can never say their name right. I, I fucked it up uh, every time I've ever tried. But their new album, <laughs> Spilled, is amazing. It has just some, some really great points to it, I think. For me, personally, the, the tracks that I really liked, the, the, the opening track, Ragoland, was great. Um, and then a little, little deeper in the album, there's... Uh, the track Discord, also really fun, really great. Uh, and then the, the last track on the album, which I'm not, I'll try to pronounce this. I'm going to ruin it. Bed Breden of Nahil, which is probably nowhere close to what it's supposed to be fucking pronounced like. Um, <laughs> that track was like, like Cliff Burton came back from the dead and helped fucking write that song. It was so good. It was so perfect and amazing that I've listened to it almost exclusively when I put that album on, I put that track on first and then start from there. So that was a that's, fun album. That's yeah, literally fun. all you that's... said all fucking month. <laughs> no, I you were like just like, Dave, one. what do you listen to? Still just this. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> checked that out because you were, you guys were both saying actually that you really liked it. So I thought it was a really fun album as well. That's all I have in my notes. Fun. Yeah, it's it is. That's I honestly it that is. was the only way I could describe it. I was like, wow, Ryan, this is really fun. Like, so definitely. I just did want to know Dave had good taste. <laughs> we all it's do. Fun, like, <laughs> we all have driving, good taste. That's why we're doing. Like, this. That's why we're here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just love the Norwegian punk rock heavy metal. It's so fun, and this one too. They have a new frontman, so the vocalist. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name either, but it's his first album okay. uh, with this band too, which was even more interesting. I, I really like his delivery. It kind of reminds me of like the Bronx in a way, 
not like musically, but the way he delivers his vocals and um, just the way that it's so strained. It sounds like Matt from the Bronx, in my opinion, but I love that band too. So it's fun all around for me. I love this one. Yeah, no, it was, I think it was one of the most solid releases for me personally in, in the month of February. Like I said, the today's day is good. Uh, that was good. There, There's a couple more on this list that I liked a lot, but we'll talk about those when, when it comes time. The only the only other one that I, I spent any real amount of time with that that nobody else brought up was Seder and their new album, um, which wasn't bad. It depends, I guess, on who you are. I think some people here may have a different opinion. Uh, the album's Locust. Uh, for me, it felt like if you're a big Dance Gavin Dance fan and you need a Dance Gavin Dance record in your life right now, go listen to that. Because it's pretty much the same fucking thing that they write. Um, it's like I said, it's not bad. It's the musicianship's good. Everything there is good. I, I, it definitely falls into a niche that is already well done by a band. So I don't know, like how far that record can go. But you know, it's uh, it wasn't awful. Um, but I know my dear friend Rachel here has a different opinion about it. <laughs> If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And uh, that's all I have to say about this. No, don't be Canadian about this. Let it out. Let your hate flow no, through No, I just I fucking hate those vocals, man. I don't like that whiny stuff. It's just like techie, proggy, hot topic metal to me, but in a shittier way. I just can't do it, and I'm not going to try. Sorry. <laughs> that's all I got. You like what you like. Yeah, and there's like plenty on this list that I do like. It's it's okay to crack a few eggs every now and then. But that's how I feel. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> I, I I honestly saw the 50-50 on it and said I'll just listen to the one that everybody's yeah. <laughs> everybody's raving about. I do feel the need to make an amendment from last episode. By the way, I did bring oh. this up to Dave. Uh when Dave was talking about envy, uh, I shit all over that album on that episode, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Dave for this about fifty percent. Yeah, blame me, sure. That's yeah, all right. Uh, I'll blame the weed then. All right, since that's what I always do. I was listening to the wrong record the entire fucking time, sitting there trying to figure out where Dave was ranting and raving about this. Um, I even said, but this is where it's partially Dave's fault. Is he's like, did you listen to the album? I'm like, yeah, this is the album, right? And I said the title of the album I was listening to, and Dave, not listening to me like he usually does, goes, yeah, that's the one. So I was spending all this time listening to the complete wrong album that was full of new metal riffs and all this shit, and going, I don't know where he's getting off. Calling this good, so I just wanted to make that amendment that I did go back and listen to the actual album, and I do support what Dave said about it. Yeah, I just couldn't let that be out there. Like I was, I was like, when I realized what happened, I was, I cringed. It was the so King bad. Diamond thing. All it was over the King. Again. It was when I got King Diamond confused with King Crimson when I was stoned at a Newberry Comics. Oh man, Comics. we we have not gone back to that Newberry Comics since then. Like he will not like let it go. Because they I'm knew. Like, There's they no way they remember. knew what was going on because they kept smirking at each other while loading me up with King Crimson records. And they just let it go for what I'm convinced is selling. It was a, a good stack moment. of records. I'm sorry. I like so. just at your expense. Like it was. Didn't really lose. Right, no, definitely. no, no. I just lost out on dignity. Um, Dave, <laughs> anyway, Dave, did you have any other releases? That was it for me. Like I said, it was a it was a, a very busy month, and it was just a couple of records that I wanted to touch on because you guys were already touching on a lot of the other stuff that I was listening to. So that brings us to our friend Rachel. Hey, what girl. you got for us? Yeah, I've I've got even more opinions if you want them. We do. Yeah, we, love them. we want them. <laughs> this was a. I really, like you guys are saying, it was stacked this month in weird ways. For such a short month, I felt like there was just so much to sift through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what stood out to me were collaborations, mostly. Um, and the first one that really stood out that I've been waiting for in the actual full album, I'm breaking my rule again about listening to singles, but in this case, I'm going to make an exception. The band is Human Impact. And it is comprised of Chris Spencer from Unsane on guitar and vocals, uh, Jim Coleman from Cop Shoot Cop, a band I love from the 90s. Uh, he's on electronics. Bill Puglio from Cop Shoot Cop and Swans is on drums. 
and Chris Pravdika from Swans, Swans is on base. I just kind of want to see how many times I can bring up Swans. I on was going to say, well, yeah. I was, when, I, when I saw that in there, I was like, it's funny because Ryan was bringing up Inside oh, yeah. Dark. And then, like, I did see that this one was coming out on Ipecac, and I'm glad yes, you put I this one in here. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. So there's an EP that came out yesterday so the first uh, friday of march so there's about four songs now and it basically just takes all the really great elements of all of those bands and puts it into this weird dystopian kind of like it's it's heavy but not like in an in-your-face kind of way it's just kind of like brimming under the surface and just making you feel uneasy the whole time and the way that it's actually described on the ipecac website is cinematic post-industrial filth rock and i honestly couldn't describe it better than that so i'm just gonna leave it there did you guys listen to it what do you think i really liked this album a lot i'm I'm glad that you put it on there it's a really good one i think that it i did like i said i did notice it on ipecac that it was coming out and everything but i probably wouldn't have listened to it if you didn't kind of mention it i did see like who was involved Mm. but i mean honestly no like because sometimes like i said like shit just kind of like oh i'll save that for later or whatever but i mean it was on there so i definitely when she was bringing it up before checked it out and totally awesome is a fucking great album so far i'm really looking forward I mean, to we don't know we don't know what's you know what's the thing yeah that's four songs and exactly you we can could, feel the vibe but yeah yeah i know it's gonna take other places exactly sure. i was gonna say it can kind of go anywhere from there at this point hmm. ryan did you yeah other than when i was listening to it no unfortunately i didn't get a chance to um, I was listening to it while you were while you were playing it at the house before we left in it. I am going to revisit it. Because I knew it. you didn't listen. No, I'm going to revisit it. That is definitely something that I've heard over your shoulder that I'm going to be checking out on my own. It sounded like just, like she said, all of the elements of pretty much these this super mm-hmm. these super groups on their own kind uh, uh mythic bands come together, bringing flavors from each aspect, so... Dave? Just great. Uh, and I'd rather see them doing something new and something fresh than just trying to rehash the old same mm. the same thing over and over again. Like, Unsane, I mean, they're a great band and one of my favorites, but how many times are you going to release the same album over and over again? Mm. Not the same, but like it's predictable, you know? So when these super groups, I guess, I try to avoid that. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to be pretentious and keep calling them collaborations, but I found that... Uh, it was it was just a good road for all of them to take and, and it's something new but familiar and I'm really looking forward to seeing how the rest of that album shakes out. And being on Ipecac, you can't really go wrong. Right. So I'm I'm stoked. I think it'll play. And I know out you well. agree. We got yeah, we got Buzzo to talk about later. Oh so. yeah, so I'm excited about that for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I do have a couple more, so I'll go through them. Um, another collaboration I enjoyed <laughs> was Wasted Shirt. And the album is called Fungus Two. I'm not sure if Fungus 1 is somehow in the works, but <laughs> I, I kind of like that they started it off this way. And if you're not aware, that's Ty Seagal, who I really love. And I just, I don't often admit it because I don't know why I have this weird shame of really liking him. Maybe it's his fan base, but I'm not going to go down that road. Um, so it's Ty Seagal and it's Brian Chippendale of Lightning Bolt. Mm-hmm. And they did a collaboration and they recorded all these songs in 2018, but they're just coming to light now. That one just came out again, February 28th. And so it's, it's the same sort of energy and um, what's the word I want to use? Urgency, I guess, of lightning bolt. But again, like we were talking about with today's the day, it's just a bit more accessible because you've got that element that Ty Gal brings into it, like a bit of psych, a bit of garage mm. punk. Um, and so that kind of changes up the vocals a little bit and you can tell that Ty is experimenting more and more, like as he goes on with all these millions of projects that he has, but I think it's a really good combination with Brian. Uh, he goes under the pseudonym black puss for this project, uh, and some of his other stuff too. And, uh, the two of them together, I think it's just a perfect combination and project for both of them to just kind of expand a little bit, but still maintaining what they're good at and they know what they're good at and they kind of they build on those elements for sure i did skim through this a little bit actually i saw henry rollins had mentioned this i never really got into fuzz or anything but i definitely did like give this a little bit of a listen when i saw you had put it on the list and it's something Mm. i could definitely get into 
For sure. You got to be in the headspace. For yeah, it. definitely. It's a lot. I like sure. that Just you like, put like, it in there, though, because it's so different from like everything else that's on there. It gives it like a little bit of a mix up in there, which is good. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely one of those time and place albums. I need to be doing something very frantic when yeah, I listen yeah. to it. <laughs> I'm not like in the bath relaxing. That's for sure. No, no, no. But this next album, however, is more like that. Um, and I'm going to get right into it unless you guys have anything else you want to say about Wasted Shirt. No, go for it. All right. Uh, Sightless Pit. And Grave of a Dog is the name of the album. It's out on Thrill Jockey. This is another collaboration that is members of the body, uh, Lingua Ignata, and Full of Hell. And this is my... I want to bring this one up because I think that it deserves mentioning because I know a lot of are fans of those projects individually. I am not so much. I mean, I don't have anything against it. I could take it or leave it, but I definitely paid attention when this came to be. So as much as I don't really like them separately together, I think they bring like all, again, just like human impact, they kind of bring all their best elements and it really works together. And you can tell that they, they feed off of each other and they work really well as, um, as a collaboration. So I just find like the body to me and it's ruin. I, I will always maintain forever that it just, the vocals to me sound like Marv in home alone Two when he's getting electrocuted, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can't like unhear that every time I listen to the body, no offense. They're great. I love the, the music, but the vocals, I just can't take it seriously. So there's less of that on here, but more of those beats that I like. And that's kind of what I took from it. Um, you've got like the operatic quality of Lingua Ignata. Her vocals are just crazy, but mm. again, it's just really unsettling and um, yeah, it's pretty wild, but I thought it was a cool collaboration worth, worth mentioning. And I know a lot of people are really hyped on it right now. So worth talking about. Fuck yeah. I enjoyed it. I was going to say, I know Ryan really enjoyed that. So oh, I, I want to see your I love take a, on it. it I, I, I don't, want it to sound brash or anything but i love a good noise record like this was just yeah. all the different very there's so many different variations all the way back to like wolf eyes and shit like mm. that's I, that, my nut right there wolf eyes <laughs> but um i i found this to be very harrowing it was just a real good listen front to back um conveyed to me almost an emotion of distress is what i kind of got out of that which is which is what i what I that's what I like about noise records though is it's almost it's almost more of an emotional journey than it is like a musical journey that it seems like they're they want you to feel a certain way while you're listening to it and um, oh, yeah. that's what I always took out of it um and I just I found this to be a really just great listen for if you're I'm fans of all I'm I'm fans of all the projects from which everyone is involved but um I've I just thought that this was great when I saw it pop up. Uh, I jumped on listening to it, so I'm glad that it got thrown in for the discussion tonight. It's really draining, but in like a cathartic kind of way. And that's how I feel when I listen to them individually as well. So, like, even more so. Yeah, cool. I have one more. Um, The last one I just want to touch on really quickly is a band called Bambara. And the album is called Stray. And this is, again, we're talking about like unsettling, dark and gloomy. This has those themes, but in a different kind of way, in a different kind of genre. I really like these guys. They, they remind me a lot of like Nick Cave in the 90s, that like dark Western kind of twang. Um, they're from Athens, Georgia, but it's just really like conceptual and mesmerizing in all the right ways and just kind of like takes you on a journey. I like an album that like, I'm guilty of putting a, a lot of, albums on playlists and just hitting shuffle but this is one of those bands where you kind of have to listen to it from start to finish just to really get that whole experience much like sightless pit too and these guys are great storytelling yeah yeah totally and they tour with idols daughters girl band like their roster is incredible and it's just a really cool sound and uh if you like nick cave in the 90s like Mm. let love in and stuff like that then it'd be up your alley for sure but i like that one it was really good well, now I'm going to have to give this a spin because all the Nick Cave references. There yeah. you go. Yeah, That's what I got of yeah. it when I listened to it, too. I was like, that's exactly what it reminded me of. So definitely. Yeah, that like echoey, twangy, yeah. dark Western feel, but not like a gothic Western mm. almost. 
and it just kind of takes you on that journey. I really love it. Hmm. Perfect. That's all I got. That's that's me for for the month. D- oh, that was Dave, awesome. Dave, that was you great, have any a wait- great list? Dave, you got any weighing yeah. in on any of this? You've been quiet for like ten minutes. <laughs> He's gonna have his moment of glory. Is he like- sleep. <laughs> yeah, I got I've got stuff coming up, and and I didn't have anything to to say because I didn't put much in. Because he didn't do his homework. That's uh-huh. why. I just didn't have time to listen to shit. Um, it I guess that's homework. But I, yeah. Dave, Dave's the kid. Then. Dave's the kid that always relied on the grade curve in school. <laughs> uh, so I guess let's let's talk to Mandy about what Mandy liked. Hey, all right. So uh, first thing I want to bring up is the uh, seven inch, uh, the new EP from Napalm Death. Uh, yeah. There's two songs on there: Logic Ravaged by Brute Force. Of course, I love the uh, Sonic Youth cover. Uh, White Cross from the sister album. Uh, they did an amazing cover that that actually made sense for them as a cover. Uh, I feel like kind of like the chaoticness of it a little bit more of like on that like noise end. Yeah. Uh, they did a really good job with that. I fucking definitely like that. Actually, uh, they did say they set that as kind of like a teaser for an upcoming studio album because they have all these like different ideas going on that they want to do. So they kind of just like threw that out there. They're going to have something coming up. Um, I think they're doing a tour too with like I Hate God, Misery Index. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah so are. that's. That, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to those tracks at all. I did not. Uh, it's fucking Napalm Band. I mean, yeah. Hell yeah. Classic. I really would. That's, that's a band that could drop a single every fucking week and I would be content with their career being that. Absolutely. Like it's just. Yeah. Totally. Those guys don't let up. I mean, we saw them live a few months ago. Like, these guys are still absolutely killing it. Like, killing it. Like, I can't stress enough. Like, even if you, like, only heard, like, the early shit. Right. And you weren't really about it. Right. It's a whole Their sound is changing. Yeah, definitely. It's a whole other animal. Right, right. Now, and it's just that, those, that... I kind of feel like at this point, like they're the godfathers of grindcore. They can kind of do whatever the fuck they want at this point. Hell yeah. Bring it on. So that was one that I really enjoyed. I don't know if you guys had anything else to touch on that. No. Okay. So I don't know what order you guys have it in. Okay. So uh, I'm going to do the King Buzzo. Uh, We've got a solo acoustic album uh, with one Mr. Trevor Dunn, who we all know from. Mr. Bungle, Phantomus, Tomahawk, etc. Uh, they're teaming up. I know he had his, uh, they just released the one track. Uh, so I know that Rachel was really excited about that one too. Cause she's a big Melvin's fan. Ryan's a big Melvin's fan. I think we can all kind of get on board with this. Yes, we can. Um, he's going to have a tour. This is like a fall. I did. I know he did have the other uh, solo acoustic album. This mm. is like a little more dark. I feel like a little kind of more. A uh, little more dark and gritty to me, I feel like, yeah, for this song. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm excited to see, like, I definitely want to see this on tour because anyone I know that, like, saw him for ever, for the other one, like, loved it. I didn't get a chance right to see that. Like, I only have seen him. No, like, I've seen with the Melvin's videos where he bullshits countless and jokes times, with the audience. But, yeah, exactly. Time. So I'm excited to see, like, kind of where he takes it. They're playing live. by here. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, I sent us all. I'm like, look, there's a there's a show near all of us, you know. So because <laughs> right. I knew we would all be like, like really excited about this. Okay. Oh yeah, I get Toronto and Buffalo. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah, that's so. I know, right? See, you have options. You have options. <laughs> we get we oh, get yeah. Massachusetts and Connecticut. <laughs> we could pick one or the <laughs> just other. Just as a whole. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah. I mean, there's, the states are so small. You just gotta like hope they hit one of the states that's close by. Right. But yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Gift of Sacrifice album will be released May 15th on Ipecac. I don't know if anyone else had anything to say on that. Uh, If not, I guess we can move on to Le Butcherette, who I think I've talked about probably on every single episode. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry if people are sick of hearing about them. But um, I don't fucking care because I love them. So um, actually, I discovered this band because of the Melvins. So, yes. Yeah. Crystal Fairy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want yeah, to say I that, Well, I saw them on tour with the Melvins, and then yeah, like that's when I that's when I started liking them, seeing that live. Dave, yeah, I liked him, before, and he's like, I don't really like this band. And then we saw him live, and he's like, Okay, yeah, no, I like them. Dave, but yeah, Dave's trying say, to say something. I was something. gonna say, I was trying to say that I actually listened to this record a lot because of how much you've told me to listen to Lay Butcher Butcherette. So thank you. 
Well, I'm glad this I is really the one you it. picked. This is really different. This one has like a ton of different styles on it. Um, they're really showing like a like a really large range on this album. I think I said on the last album that they were really expanding. This one's like, so this is like, a, it is an EP. But uh, the tracks on this album are all completely like diverse. So there's definitely something for everybody. Uh, there's like a standout track that don't bleed. Uh, you're in the middle of the forest. Of course, I just like the vocal tracks on that. It's got a really cool beat. Uh, the out for you has like a cool like 80s pop feel. It's really bass driven. So I also like that. Uh, I don't know, Dave, did you have any songs that you really loved on the album? Uh, I didn't necessarily pick out songs. I, I listened to that album probably a dozen times and every time was start to finish. Yeah, um, it is. Because I liked finish. it. I liked it as a complete album. You know yep. what I mean? Like it was it was really good to just put on drive to and, and just jam out and like have a, it was it's a it's a fun album. It's it's really enjoyable. And and so I didn't grab like yeah no individual songs like it, yeah. it really did play out well as a whole album for me. well every song is so different too so it's like you can probably like you said start to finish and it's actually really like a, a more of an emotional tone too for a lot of the songs like uh it's it's kind of like her version of like art out of like her violence and tragedy in her life and i think she's really kind of they're escaping i don't love it i like love their newer sound but they're escaping that like really garage rock like kind of noise and they're like going more toward like everything they have all different genres mixed into this album and that's what i love like i said they're really expanding as a band so yeah and then I, yeah no I, if you I, want I, lo I love that kind of growth though where where a band doesn't when they're growing they they do different things but they they still execute it so well and they did execute it well, yeah. and album. she has a lot of stuff to talk about, like personally, politically, like so much. So I feel like every album has just like a different, you know, different thing, different points that she wants to make. So I think she does that really she, well. She commands your attention. She's really captivating in, her in the way that stage she performance delivers. too. Yeah, her deliverance <laughs> on the albums. Her if you if you guys have never seen them live, like her fucking stage performance is insane. Scary. Like, yeah, it's it was scary. fucking awesome though. She she's, scared the shit out of me. She's fucking bad. Scary Terry. When she started hitting herself, she took off her own shoe and started hitting herself in the head with it. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I thought we already talked about Lingua Ignata. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the fucking crazy, Anyways. like you know, crazy. Crazy fucking girls that have something to say. And it's not that they're crazy because they're crazy. It's crazy because they fucking have a point to make. And like, Absolutely. what better way to express yourself? You know what I mean? So moving. And people are listening. Yeah, absolutely. And that, exactly. You have this fucking platform. Use it. So I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, last well, one I want to touch on. I'm sorry. Am I cutting anyone off from anything else they wanted to say? Okay. Last one I want to touch on is um, Human Impulse. So this is kind of a newer band. Um, this is their debut album. I only found them kind of like browsing the web. I saw them on newnoisemagazine.com. They were their band camp of the day. It's like a kind of punk metal noise fusion. Uh, really quick songs. Uh, they're really awesome. I saw that their influences were like tragedy, neurosis, Jesus Lizard, Helmet, stuff like that. So I was like on it right away. Um, I did drop that one in there for you guys. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but because they are a newer band, they're like totally like DIY label. Like you buy their shit on Bandcamp. I felt like they were a good one to shout out because I really fucking love that album. I know you liked it too, Ryan. Oh God, yeah. I made you play it over and over again tonight. That, that's I love just, it. It's just a fun record. It's noisy. It's crusty. Yeah. It's got it that. Is it's got that fat. Like that fast, angry, like Motorhead style. Oh yeah, Motorhead. That's a good. Uh, just that's uh, a good one. just aggressiveness to it. It's it's. Good not a sound that I feel is pulled off very easily. Like right. people, lots of bands do it. Not all of them hit your ear, at least in my opinion, to where you're going to go bet where you're going to single them out out of everybody else. And that was, that's one of them. I've added that to my playlist so I can listen to it tomorrow. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's, yeah. It's for, it's got that driving force throughout that I just crave. And whether you're like going for a run or whatever you're doing, six songs in 14 minutes mm. is just the time to just fuck shit up. Yeah, right. I was definitely saying this will be like <laughs> on my like workout list for the gym for fucking sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Totally. I but, loved it. But yeah, because, I'm glad you put it there. Oh, I'm when glad I saw you enjoyed the it. Impulse, I'm like, 
did you mean human impact? Yeah. Because and I know that you're being that too. And I'm like, oh no, human, you said it was a different band. I'm yeah. like, okay. I thought you know, it was and, so funny that it was that similarity. Yeah. But yeah, no. it's great though. I love it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So they have like a really nice, like, I don't know if it's still available, but they have this like really nice red vinyl. And again, like it's, I think it's like 12 bucks for their vinyl on Bandcamp. Like, I feel like that that's something I would totally support. Oh yeah. Just wanted to throw them out there. They are they are newer, so. Are you ready to talk about the albums that define us? Oh, I was until you did that. <laughs> We've all been waiting for this segment. As long as you're taking us on a rip roar and ride, buddy. This isn't oh, very rip roaring. For, sure. <laughs> for sure, bud. Come on. Oh, for sure, bud. Uh, so for me, <laughs> I I took over for this month. This is going to be my album that define me. And for me, it is Cavens Until Your Heart Stop, which is the record in my mind. It, the, the, it is the record that I hold all of the records to. It, it, it's the record that brought me into heavy music. There's a lot I can say about Caven as a band. They're wonderful human beings. They put out many of my favorite records over the years. But it all, for me, comes back to Until Your Heart Stops every time. Even though I love Beyond Hypothermia, which was their first release of all the stuff they had done up until that point, Until Your Heart Stops is like that that breakout, like, here's what metalcore should sound like, you know, at least in my opinion, uh, sort of record. And, and with that, they, they define the genre for me. And I think they did that for a lot of other people as well, maybe even some people sitting in on this podcast. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's the, the perfect metalcore record. It, it really was so well written and executed that it, it made it so anything I put next to it for a long time, I, I didn't have any interest in, uh, above and beyond that. They were like fucking 19 years old when they wrote that record. Like, uh, you know, you have bands that have been out for, for decades that haven't come close to writing a record of that caliber um and and so that's why it, it becomes a real defining point in my music taste because there's there's just nothing else like it i, I i've i've searched for until your heart stops part two since i've heard you know the, that record it doesn't exist there's not another record like it out there and and i it's your pedestal still, album <laughs> it is no that but i could still put it on to this day for somebody that doesn't know it and they'd be like who the fuck is this this is fucking not you know what i mean like because i've done that i've done that recently where people are like what band is this and i'm like that's fucking caven like you like i know all you know is like their indie rock side and that's cool but this is fucking like these dudes have lightning in a bottle right here as far as i'm concerned and like it can still blow people away with everything that's that's happened since 1999 since that moment in time where it came out um it's been almost 21 years it's it's coming up on 21 years but it's been 20 years of that record being available and it still gets people to, to shit themselves basically i don't know another record like that where people can hear it for the first time 20 years later and be like this is this is amazing where has this been all my life I'm like well it's actually been around your whole life you just never heard it um and i know that there's a lot of love for it from Ryan. Um, and I know there's a lot of love for it from Rachel. And I think Mandy has a, has a little soft spot for it too. Um, but just for me, that's, that's what's up there. That's the, the top tier of, of metal core is, is that record. Like if you, they're like botches, we are, we came as Romans or, or we are the Romans um, is, is good. It, it's, it's, it's in that same vein. Uh, Converges Jane Doe is good. It's in that same vein. But if I'm picking my personal defining record, it's going to be Until Your Heart Stops. Um, it's, it's, that's the, the, the peak for me, the pinnacle of, of all things in, in that genre happened 21 years ago. That doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to any of the new stuff that comes out because I love all the, the new stuff, all the new metalcore. But the, I, I don't know that I'll ever find a record that, that hits me the same way that record hits me to this day. To this day, I put that on and I feel the exact same emotions. And finally getting to see them play some of it live the last few times I saw them was a fucking, it was, I never thought it happened. I'd never thought it happened. I knew that they weren't going to do it again. 
I knew it that it was never going to be played again. And now I'm seeing it and I'm fucking beside myself with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I felt like a 15 year old fucking kid again, jumping around the fucking pit, listening <laughs> to them play that shit. So who does anybody else have anything they want to say about it? Oh, you already know how I feel about it. <laughs> it's great. And what I love even more about it, when you can revisit it as somebody that's a little bit older, like I was still pretty young when that came out. And now hearing the influences in it that influenced them when they were writing it and just being able to kind of pinpoint what it was at that time and just being like, oh, yeah, it all it all kind of comes together a little bit more now. It's like, I see what they tried to do there. Ah, they were listening to a lot of uh, failure or some quicksand. <laughs> and then just to bring all those elements of what they were listening to at the time, it's like you said, at 1819, and just to create what they had done was uh, pretty untouchable, not even just for the time, but like you said, up until now. And the fact that they followed it up with something like Jupiter was just like the biggest fuck you. And I love it. I'm living so. For it. So for me, Jupiter, I know they lost a lot of fans, but they gained for, a lot too. For me, Jupiter is is like like it, it's that's very, my top. I like it's that very much the same record. Like it's the same record without distortion and screaming. You know what I mean? Like a lot <laughs> of the a lot of the music is written very similarly, but you and it's, more weed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, lot, a lot more fucking weed. Here we are, because uh, Jupiter is, is 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 the next one on the list for me as far as Caven records go. Like like until your heart yeah. stops is, is is the very top, but Jupiter is right on its ass. I mean, Jupiter is a phenomenal fucking record too. Um, uh, really, they've 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 got quite the discography going. They're oh, yeah. they've done well for 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 a band that's been around as long as they have. I mean, you're talking about 1995, so 25 years of being a band this year. You know what I mean? Like that's wild. That's, yeah, I mean, granted, there's been some lineup changes, and and obviously, we lost Caleb a couple of years ago. Uh, rest in peace, Caleb, because um, that he, he was one of my favorite members. But um, that that aside, um, Brian, did you did you want to talk about it? I know you like this record a whole lot. I didn't just like this record. This is also like one of this is I, I'm letting you have it, but this is also one of my defining records. It was one of the first heavy records that someone handed me. I had told that whole story about showing up in college wearing UFOs. <laughs> Somebody goes, nay, nay, you will not be like that. Listen to this instead. All I got to say is fucking Juggernaut. That, that's it. Oh, yeah. Just Juggernaut. The fucking, when they go into that fucking breakdown, it's still to this day. I could be sweeping my living room. And I'm I'm fucking I'm headbanging, and fucking playing air bass in my and in, in dancing around fucking going crazy to that part. It's still can it's I still like shush my family if <laughs> that comes on it hits. I'm like shush. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm like that old man that 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 drum solo kicks in on on a fucking Rush song. Like I just it ha I have to hear it. Um, I it, this album is just I can't. Like you said everything I that I could say, want to say. Like Dave, say Dave that, like, fucking hasn't killed been it. Said, yeah. But I will add that this album is attached to one of my favorite, uh, my favorite stories I ever read about the makings behind an album. And um, uh, one of my other favorite singers from another band from Massachusetts, Jay Randall from Agoraphobic Noseblade, uh, he helped fi He helped with the financing for this. And the way that he did it is he went to a hippie festival and sold fake acid. <laughs> until <laughs> until he made his goal amount and then he was chased out of there by a bunch of people that realized they weren't tripping like hopping a fence and shit to help get this record paid for to to get it finalized and he's even and he's and he's on it and he he did conceptual like soundscape work on it which is awesome because that's what he did before agoraphobic nosebleed picked him up and took off with him um he floated around between them and isis so, um, I think Dave fucking nailed it. Like, I, I'll yeah. just say my two parts. Just fucking juggernaut. Turn it on. Listen to it. Right. You're not going to find a more well. That song to me is like the epitome of metalcore. That song, right. the whole album's great, song. but I don't, th I think anytime you hear somebody talk about that album, that's the one song. 
It's fucking juggernaut, dude. That's like mm. somebody yelling out Slayer. Like it's fucking right, right. It's uh, just for me. There's only one other. There's another band from Massachusetts that doesn't exist. They exist in a different fashion now. Um, that's that's the only other band that has a song like Juggernaut for me. Uh, Ryan, do you remember Aftershock? Oh, I just filled the cup. Oh, I know Dave. who that is. Dave. <laughs> what about him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking uh, Jabberwocky? Jabberwocky. Yeah. <laughs> Jabberwocky. Um, that's that that band was, you know, obviously who that band was and who they are. No, now. you need to tell it's the not kids. The same thing. You need to tell the kids. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before Killswitch Engage existed, <laughs> once upon a time, existed, this was many many years ago, and a lot of VFW halls and fucking back bars of 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 little shitholes. You know, that's. That's where Aftershock existed, beyond a fucking random Jap, uh, Japan tour. Uh, but they they were amazing. Like, I, I can't say anything else about it. I, I got to see them all over the fucking place, and again, in all these little shithole bars. Um, but they wrote a song that, for me, is very similar to Juggernaut. That song is, for me, uh, Fulfillment. Fulfillment was this, this fucking monster of a song that just never seem to stop going and never seem to stop making you just want to fucking lose your shit. And while that may not be a band that defined me, quote unquote, that the, that album, cause it's only one album of all their shit. Now, you know, all the, all the EPs and shit have kind of been lost. And as far as streaming services go, it's the one album, it's the album propaganda. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Uh, please. Cause there's everything they ever did on that album. And if nothing else, listen to the song fulfillment and don't tell me that that is also fucking metalcore song um, because it is perfect in every way. But I, I I digress and I'm lost in this tirade. I we're focused on cave in, we're focused on um, until your heart stops. And while Juggernaut is is the seminal favorite for me, it's actually Moral Eclipse. That the way that record starts just grabs you. It grabs me. And because that's Moral Eclipse, that's my my favorite track there. Because if it wasn't for that song, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever have listened to that record. I don't think. Like the way it, it the first time I heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I I, I don't even think I made it thirty seconds of the song before my head was smashing around violently and my body was quickly following suit. Um, so. Again, that's the the thing too. I think at the bottom, the bottom line, you can go online and read a million and one articles about why "Until Your Heart Stops" was important to the genre, to the scene, to everything. But for the purpose of this podcast, I think it's just like we got to fangirl about it and just sit around and gush because how can you really even start to cover like all those technical aspects of like why it was important when you can just talk about how it made you feel? And (laughs) at the end of the day, I think that's like the most important part to all of us as music lovers and as fans of Caven too, is that they're just one of those reliable bands that you can always count on to make you feel good. Right on, right on. Uh, and and, and it, it doesn't matter what mood you're in. If you're in the heavy mood, no. they've got you covered. If you're in the fucking sad and somber Space mood, they got you covered. Yeah. If you if you're in the if you're in the fucking happy and and want to just bop around mood, they've got you covered. Like they hit all the different notes, and that's why they're oh, yeah. they're very easily you know. If they're not my favorite band, I don't know who my favorite band is. That's the best way yeah. I can say it. Right. Um, so I think we're just gonna leave it at that. We're just gonna say that that's that's the record that if you don't know that record. You fucked up somewhere on the line. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that we just, we need to wrap it up there. I think unless somebody has something that they want to chime in and say, but that's, I just want to listen to the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's roll it. So thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure to follow hardcore nursing home on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out uh, the dorkening podcast network. That's where we're getting all this from. They're helping us out with everything. So make sure you listen to everything they're doing. Uh, and now here's Juggernaut.
Hardcore Nursing Home is in association with the greatest network in podcast history, The Dorkening. If you love all things dorky, look no further than The Dorkening Podcast Network. If you combine their years of experience, chafe palms, and pairs of glasses, you've got 2020 vision that can see into the fourth dimension of awesome and a hell of a return investment on hand lotion. That's The Dorkening Podcast Network. Find it at thedorkening.com.